Welcome to House Party, a podcast where home and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. We have talked a lot about Rock the Block. Oh my gosh, uh, if, so much. If you've if you've been listening to the past handful of episodes, you know that we've been recapping the HGTV show. We've spoken to cast members. We've spoken to the showrunner and executive producer. And I think it only makes sense to kind of tie it up with a nice little bow by saying that all these homes either are on the market or have sold. Mm-hmm. Listeners, if you don't know any spoilers... Think to yourselves right now, who whose house out of the four of them probably sold if you watch the show? Take a guess. Did you pick someone? Okay. Well, I will tell you that <laughs> I'm just like playing a little game. Um, Egypt and Mike's house, the winners of Rock the Block, their house actually sold off market for $1.3 million. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't even see it hit the market. It was an off market deal. And it was apparently purchased by a fan of the show. I would can you, can you think believe? and hope that all of them would be purchased by fans of the show. Like, if you're not a fan of the show, that just makes me sad. I just don't like to think about anybody moving into the house and being like, rock the block, what's that? <laughs> like, I feel like it should belong to a fan of the show. HGTV. <laughs> Ty Pennington, what? Yeah. Um... The other three houses are currently still on the market. I just checked right before we hit record. They are on the market for $1.25 million. All three, All right? of them. All three, yeah. Which is and higher than their appraised values. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's it's much higher. The appraised value was, what, nine? Nine something. 75? Yeah, I think that was the highest. And then the, the ones below were like, an additional like 13,000 less. So yeah, not much less. And it's probably, you know, it's, it's that, that HGTV cache mm-hmm. that they have. Uh, there are, you know, it is a lot of bedrooms, a lot of bathrooms, nice backyards, brand new. So, you know, there's no like structural issues. So yeah, I, I guess that's one question we didn't ask Patrick Burns when he was on is I, I assume the, the home appraiser does not factor in the cache value it's just like uh, yeah the improvements and and the bones and everything but i would assume not the fact that they were appraised for you know just under a million dollars back in uh, i believe october november and now on the market this just a few months later for for more it's interesting yeah yeah it shows the power of television there's also another Rock the Block house for sale right now, right? Yes, you pointed that out yesterday. You have you have like a Rock the Block uh, Google alert, don't <laughs> you? Or, <laughs> all the I'll, I'll never tell my sources. It's good, though, because then it, it keeps us on the pulse. Um, but whose house did you find yesterday? This was one designed by Allison Victoria in season one, right? Mm-hmm. And you said, I believe, and I quote, I they totally de-Allison victoria it. They did. It was really sad. It looked like a very classy Chicago townhome when she did it. And they took out the ombre tiling. 
in the bathroom, which that makes me Aubrey's I, I a just lot. Want to go cry? I know it's that it was, was a lot. gorgeous. It was beautiful. It was so unique, and perhaps they thought that it was just they they had no intention of staying there full time. So maybe they thought let's just like tone this down to have resale value, but. Yeah, it just, it looks a lot. I mean, they did keep, obviously, like, all the the kitchen touches, the huge, the copper range, or not copper, bronze, the range hood, um, you know, there's, Allison Victoria's the queen of the kitchen, and she did definitely put her spin on the kitchen, and they kept most of those touches, but, yeah, it's, um, it just, it, 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 I was, I was shocked to see the listing photos, and I was like, wow, this just doesn't look as special as it used to. See, that's why you need a fan living in the house. Yeah, they would preserve it mm-hmm. <laughs> forever. Piece, own. Of, piece of artwork. Yeah, and um, that one is that one's in Canyon Country, California. It's for sale right now for one point three seven five million. Mm-hmm. Canyon Country's like, um, I think it's by Santa Clarita. Yeah, I remember you said that. It's in a development by which is like outside of Los Angeles. Anyway. Um, Another Southern California home that we should probably discuss is um, Christina Hawks, Dana Point, California home. Right. Uh, This one, Christina Hawk, Christina Hall, recently married. Um, She's married, by the way, which also (laughs) kind of made news. Um, I think it was discovered someone at like TMZ or someone found that she, that Christina and her boyfriend, Josh Hall, who is now her husband, are married because she changed her name on her real estate license to Christina Hall. Mm -hmm. Um, She had bought this home in Dana Point for 1.3. It's like a brand new house, pretty much. Uh, It's very modern. You mean 10.3? 10.3. I don't know why I said (laughs) 1.3. That would be quite a big ROI. That would be quite a flip. Um, Yeah, 10.3 million very new beautiful views of the ocean and there was wor- there was news that she was going to put it back on the market um for 11.5 and people were like why is she what is she doing why is she putting it back on the market she just bought it a year ago less than Tur- a year ago less than, yeah less than a year ago and it turns out that um so she, she we finally learned that she did end up selling it off market i believe uh, for 11.5 and that was kind of announced in conjunction with her revealing that she has a new show coming out called Christina in the Country because she has a house in the Nashville, Nashville. area yeah. yes and I don't know why this bugs me but it does <laughs> that Christina is taking Nashville yes <laughs> your homeland <laughs> Yeah, I, I just I feel like she's moving in on. I I don't know why it bugs me. Just she's feels I like mean, a PR move or something. I I, just, I don't like it. I'll be curious to see. Like, obviously, we're gonna check out. We're gonna Christina. watch. Yeah. yeah, Christina in the country. We've I've seen episodes of Christina on the coast. It's it's slightly insufferable. It's, <laughs> that's know. that's how I feel. I feel like. Christina on the coast is slightly insufferable, and I feel like Christina in the country is going to be altogether <laughs> unbearable. She's swapping the sun hat for a cowboy hat. She's I just swap, I, I don't swapping know. the flip flops for some cowgirl boots. As a native Nashvilleian, it's just I think we all 
bristle a little bit at whenever people come in and just sort of try to uh, um, have a reality show. <laughs> it's just the like putting on the cowboy hat and the cowboy boots and like mm-hmm. suddenly I'm country and it it seems a little to me like she wants in on the Chip and Joe uh, demographic. But yeah. without actually being having the authenticity of Chip and Joe, I guess that's what that's what gets me. It feels very inauthentic. It feels inauthentic. I I can agree with you there that it feels inauthentic. It also, you know, as we know, Nashville is hugely popular, especially during the pandemic. Like so many people moved from coastal cities to Nashville because it offers yeah. a lot of the similar, you know connections and networking but it's lower cost of living relatively lower cost of living um, i can't fault people for wanting to move there i guess i just fault yeah. people for moving there and then suddenly saying oh i'm a country girl like <laughs> whiskey in a teacup Reese christina in the country yeah <laughs> um but we'll watch it we'll watch it i, I think will judge harshly i don't th- i don't necessarily think she's competing for the chip and joe audience though because they First of all, it's not like she's moving to like a Waco type home or like a, a Bentonville, Arkansas or a Laurel, Mississippi. Like she's moving to a pretty expensive area. And it, and also I feel like Chip and Joe's style is way more like they actually want to find like barn doors that have like a hundred year history. And da-da-da. you don't Whereas, think she's going to do that. That's what I'm wondering. No. Is, is her decor aesthetic going to change because she's suddenly Maybe. in a different region of the country. That'll be, that'll be interesting to see kind of how she designs for the Nashville, the Nashville aesthetic. Um, Cause I, I, I've never gotten any indication that she likes antiquing or, or finding <laughs> things with history. Or I mean, she'll preserve like, old details of a house but only if it'll net more money i i would respect that if she if she stayed true to what she's been so far but if she again suddenly is working with barn doors and putting on cowboy boots that's that's where (laughs) i draw the line We'll have to see. We'll have to we'll have to stay tuned. Uh one quick question for you Rachel in regard to another television show that's coming up um okay will you be watching retro plant shop with Mikey and Joe (laughs) I'll let me say what the show is and then you can tell me if if you'll watch it um it's a new show coming from the Magnolia Network which is of course Chip and Joe Gaines's network um on Discovery Plus and Joanna Gaines has joined up with her younger sister, Mikey McCall. I think it's Mikey. Maybe it's Mickey. Mikey McCall. Um, As Mikey opens up her dream business, which is apparently a plant shop. And I think she'll also sell like antiques. Um, Is that something that piques your fancy, piques your interest, Rachel? No. (laughs) Okay. I mean, what, what, what else is there to it? That's just that's I, the show. I believe, that's the pitch. I, I feel like our reaction to a lot of the Magnolia Network shows has been <laughs> no. That that's it. That's the <laughs> that's the pitch. <laughs> um, I mean, of course, per usual, I'm sure we will watch one episode. I just I can't I can't fathom how that <laughs> will be compelling. 
Yeah, it's. I think it's just one of those slice of slice of. I mean, well, it's also. Remember, <laughs> a while back when we were talking about Magnolia, and we're like, it's. You have to be friends with the games. It's yeah, get, it's nepotism. It's <laughs> nepotism. <laughs> Just be like the Johnny Swim, just friends of the gains, or like Clint Harp, who's one hundred percent nepotism. I mean, everything Chip and Joe touch turns to gold, so perhaps yeah. it'll it'll do well. I just I want to know more about this concept and how they possibly plan to make a compelling television show out of it, and especially when you were talking about plants, that seems very hard we had watched the one that came out during the pandemic with Martha Stewart Mm. and even with her you know variety of celebrity guests including Snoop Dogg it it didn't it wasn't working Mm -hmm. so um new episodes of the show will stream on Magnolia Network um on Fridays beginning May 20th so (laughs) that's not a great time slot (laughs) Fridays on Fridays in summer yeah, that's true. But that's it's true. streaming, so I guess you can, you know, wake up on a Sunday morning with your coffee and and really dig into the retro plant shop with Mikey and Joe. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a plan, <laughs> but not for you. A plant. Ooh, okay. Uh, we'll we'll watch one. Yeah, we'll again, get back to you. Again, we'll watch one. What else? Should be our have new to- uh, our new tagline. House party. We'll, we'll watch one. We'll watch one. We'll try it out. Speaking of watching one. Speaking of watching one. I know. I'm well, definitely going to watch this one. Because it's true crime. Yeah. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Well, probably a lot of people don't love true crime. but um. <laughs> Everybody likes true crime. Um, this one's on Netflix. And it focuses on John Wayne Gacy or as I like to call him, John Gain Wacy. <laughs> Natalie um, gets tongue-tied easily. It just dropped uh, this week. I'm looking. I'm looking. John Gain, conversation. Oh, it's a, it's a conversation. You just did it. You just did What did I do? John Gain. <laughs> I did John Gain again? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it's 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 one of the conversations with a killer. It's, it's part of that series on Netflix. Um. And so it 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 just kind of rehashes the trial uh and his his crimes and the trial and all that. It's it has a quite an audience. Um yeah. And we've we've always focused in on, you know, what's the deal what with his home? I mean, yeah. cuz the the big part of the crime was that he buried a lot of his victims in on the property that he lived in near Chicago. And it, it did prove fatal for the sale (laughs) because uh it took multiple years it took two years and around 10 price cuts for this place to actually sell um i guess it went on the market in 2019 and it eventually ended up selling last march for three hundred and ninety five thousand dollars um and the people who bought it didn't, they didn't buy like the home that he, like it had been raised and rebuilt, right? Yes. Yes. Very much like all the soil is gone. <laughs> <laughs> the soiled soil. Yeah. And no, was... no risk of finding any body parts or no, 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 no. anything like that. 
It's a completely new house. Well, it was a completely new house. I think they rebuilt in, what, the 90s? It was like the 80s, I think. Or maybe the 90s. Yeah. Because it sat vacant for a long time, too, after the trial. Um. But it's what's really interesting to me <laughs> that I read in our story that's going up, um, or it's it recently published. Yeah. Um, the family who bought it, who it was the owner of like a local plumbing company and his wife, they weren't even aware. <laughs> they were clueless. This was John Gain Wacy's. You did it again, John Wayne Gacy's house. They uh, they didn't know. Talk about not reading the disclosures. Or talk about not Googling your address. Like, don't we tell people to do that all the yeah. time? Yeah. To find out what happened there, if anything happened that's, there. That's wild. <laughs> that they is wild. Know. I mean, the brother, I guess the brother of the the female, owned, the, the wife was like, like recently <laughs> told a local newspaper, like, they just found out they know which they probably don't care that much if they yeah and I mean again as the um as a real estate appraiser that we talked with said it's the stick the stigma runs with the land not actually the house but it's still the property that you're buying and Mm -hmm. I wonder how they found out I know someone told so that maybe they met someone (laughs) just like walking through the produce section at the market oh you live in that house what they house? get like pulled over like show your id oh my gosh <laughs> you live in that oh this is your address wow maybe we can uh find the owners and get them to talk to us well claire the writer our writer reached out to them but at the time of publishing they had not responded yeah. so if they do let's get them we on can the be pod. persistent rachel is <laughs> rachel's very persistent <laughs> Nevertheless, she persisted. <laughs> um, yes, you were correct, by the way. The home was raised in 1979, and a new three-bedroom, two-bathroom home was erected in 1986. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Well, bless to them. I, I hope they start using the powers of the internet a little <laughs> bit more. I bet they'll be watching this documentary, or maybe they won't. No, I would I would steer so clear. <laughs> yeah, have a watch party. For, Lean into it. Forget his name. They probably don't even want to get go into that. Um, I will be watching. I I dig this. Thing. Yeah, I'm always looking for a good true crime. I know. Did you see that show. TikTok recently? And I feel like there's been different variations of it, but it's uh it's a guy who's like oh it's my my wife when we're watching a horror film and she's got her you know the blanket up up over her head and she's biting her fingernails and she can't take the 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 fear and then it's like my wife watching true crime it's like they cut off his arm they cut off his foot they cut (laughs) off the head her arms were cut off her legs were cut off her ears were cut off her tongue was cut off her nose was cut off i love it (laughs) uh i don't love the crime I love that. Yeah. Such a <laughs> clarification. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's been a long week. Um, okay. Winners and losers, shall we? Yeah, let's, let's move right into it. 
Our loser this week is DJ Anton Zaslavsky, better known as the musical artist Zed. Zed is our loser for relisting his Beverly Hills mansion for $3.5 million, less than he put it on the market for last summer. But before you feel too sorry for him, know that it is (laughs) on the market now for $23 million. That's a lot of money. Oh, I mean, I knew he was popular, but gosh. I know, right? He bought it for $16 million in 2016. So Mm -hmm. he still stands to make a pretty profit. He bought Joe Jonas's and Sophie Turner's gorgeous Encino mansion for $15 million. He was the Mm -hmm. one. Do you remember that house? Yes, I loved it so much. So pretty. Like, one of my favorite homes, honestly, of all time. Yeah. Really beautiful, really elegant, amazing backyard. And Zed, yeah, so Zed owns that, and he's currently trying to unload this other place in Beverly Hills. That's quite a mortgage payment he has on his hands. I mean, if he's not paying cash. Knew, knew that he liked it. Apparently, um, the listing is held by the Oppenheim Group. Mm-hmm. It's timely since Selling Sunset is coming back. This house is incredible also, I will say. Yeah, it's, I mean, clearly he has good taste in real estate. This one, it's a spec home. So it was built in, twenty. it was a spec home when he bought it. It was built in 2016, brand new. Um. 11,000 square feet, five bedrooms, nine bathrooms. It's on 3.2 acres. So one could say that he's just looking to downsize <laughs> to, to 15 million. Um, I guess. He's comfortable with that. Uh, he is 32 years old. One of the richest DJs in the world with an estimated net worth of $45 million. Jesus. I mean, I knew he was big, but gosh. I yeah, guess. I didn't know he was that big. When you see it in print, it's like, holy cow. This um, um, Apparently, there's a duo built-in Korean barbecue charcoal grill in the kitchen. In the kitchen? In the kitchen. Oh, it looks like there's a koi pond, too. There's also an outdoor kitchen. Outdoor kitchen. Oh, maybe that's in the outdoor kitchen. Um... In, oh, that's of course that, an infinity edge pool and spa. That's in the atrium, actually. Excuse me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Get it Duh. right, Natalie. <laughs> Gosh, the the views you have yeah. to check out this place. We will put the story in the show notes. So if you want to yeah, look I'm at what we're at gawking the, at, then I'm please looking follow at the listing along. photos. I I can confirm from the listing photos that the dual. Korean barbecue grill is not in the indoor kitchen. Okay. It's in, it's in the like, atrium. <laughs> like the thinking face emoji to that one. Oh my gosh. Uh, but it is just, yeah. Follow along. Why don't you? Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. So he's a loser, but not really. I mean, if he sells it for even 3.5 mil less than he originally listed for, he'd still be a real estate winner. So yeah. We'll see what happens with that one. Uh, the winner this week is Los Angeles Rams coach, football coach, for those of you who don't know <laughs> that the LA Rams are a football team, uh, Sean McVay. 
Super Bowl winning coach. Mm-hmm. So he's um, a winner all around. Winning coach McVeigh um, just paid over fourteen million for a brand new contemporary farmhouse in Hidden Hills, um, and he got it for about one point five million dollars less than it went on the market for. I don't know a lot about Sean McVeigh, but nothing about him really said contemporary farmhouse to me. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I think he's from the South. Like I think he I has. Do you think you're right? I think about he has that. some ties to the South. So not to say that everyone from the South likes modern farmhouse, but or that you can't like it if you're not from the South. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh, he's from Dayton, um, Ohio. He was born in oh. Dayton, Ohio. Okay, so not the South. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, nonetheless, I have a confession to make. I really like this house. What does that say about my taste in houses? I'm sorry. Do he I actually like- did grow up in Georgia also. Okay. So I just wanted <laughs> New- to validate you. <laughs> New revelations every day. I um, think, yes, okay. the house is, is cool. I, 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 mean, like, I like bits and pieces. I like bits and pieces. I like I like the black marble countertops. I like the um, white oak floors. Um, there's a lot of shiplap. There's a lot of shiplap. That's... If you got rid of that, you'd you'd have me. Yeah. You'd sell me. I agree. This is in Hidden Hills. Um, You know, apparently it's it's close to Sylvester Stallone and Madonna's homes. Madonna, of course, who just bought, or not just, she was the buyer of The Weeknd's old home in Hidden Hills. Uh, So it's it's just an enclave of celebrity and, and wealthy folks. And, um... Good for him. I'm sure he got a nice little bonus for, for winning the Super Bowl. So that probably helped with the down payment for this place. He 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 bought a very expensive home, but he also got it for a bit of a discount. So for that, Sean McVay is our celebrity winner of the week. Yay. Yay. Do we, I think we should make our little special announcement right now. Sure. Well, like Rachel said earlier, um, she mentioned the Oppenheim group and, and that Zed's listing is, is held by Emma Hernan, who is a real estate agent with the Oppenheim group. The Oppenheim group is of course, uh, the agency on selling sunset, the very popular Netflix real estate show. It premieres on Friday, April 22nd, and we are going to be recapping selling sunset season five. I'm excited to get into it. It's it's way more dramatic than any uh, HGTV show that we've ever recapped. Uh, yeah. I believe we did the season premiere a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But it's changed wildly since then, obviously. It so. is. Like, all of the agents have huge followings. And, you know, one's married to Tarek El Moussa. Mm-hmm. In addition to seeing, like, the crazy real estate and and hearing about all that we're excited to dig into the drama and uh won't won't you come along this journey with us <laughs> um i believe they dropped the whole season on friday so we're not going to just do the whole season outright i think we can space it out week by week 
Or chunk by chunk. Or chunk by chunk. If it's just, if we do like a couple episodes in one yeah. chunk. Um, but yeah, that should be fun. So you can look forward to that. If you liked this show, please give us a five-star rating and write us a review. And then also subscribe if you want to get episodes delivered straight to your podcast app of choice. Um, If you want to check out any of the stories that we talked about, you can go to the show notes in your podcast app or you can go to realtor.com slash news or go to Google, type in realtor.com and the topic and it should pop up for you. And if you want to get in touch with us and give us your feedback, um, again, as Natalie said, we'd love it if you gave us a review uh, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you uh, get your podcasts. But also you can give us feedback by email. We are podcast at realtor.com. Again, podcast at realtor.com. Or you can find us on social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And our handle is at housepartypod on all three. Yep. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.